morning, Yvonne. Um, I'm glad to have you here today. So let me introduce uh, Dr. Yvonne Ritzer uh, to my audience. The podcast be happy, healthy and wealthy. So today uh, we have the pleasure of having Yvonne here uh, to talk about uh, neuronutrition and uh, she's going to cover a lot of topics here which is going to be super interesting and super informative. So let's crack on. So Yvonne, uh, Dr. Yvonne, are you able to tell us a bit more about what you do and you know your credential? Yes, of course. And thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so happy and excited to be here. Yes. Um, so my journey was um, first I started uh, out to be a biology student. I studied biology uh, until I got my diploma and then I did my PhD. And that was the first phase of my journey to get close to addiction and addictive behaviors. And then after doing the journey in, on addiction, I went to the nutritional field and I uh, investigated obesity. And that was interesting because there were similar neuronal, neuronal circuits that are elicited, um, you know, being um, addicted or eating food, being food addicted, you know? Yeah. So that was really interesting. And I mostly investigated the gut health and the gut brain access. And then when I went for my second group leader job, I also added to the gut brain access also sleep behavior and learning behavior. So I investigated how nutrition is influencing your sleep and learning behavior. So oh wow. So this is not just important for us, isn't it? Even as as mom, yes. I also need to be careful how I teach and actually look after the children because that's how, you know, they get fed and like a habit that you train them from young. Yeah, that's so true because you're a big idol. You and your husband, you know, you how you eat, this is how your children will be eating. Yes, I know. Yeah. So my kids eat vegetables. They love vegetables. One of my, my youngest son, actually, he will just eat vegetables if you just put in front of him vegetables. Awesome. Yeah, I have one like this. He loves vegetables to take to school. Sometimes he's like, oh, I don't need the bread, you know, just put the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah. But yeah, this other son, he just, um, you know, love eggs now. But yeah, let's... Uh, and you know, after being a scientist, just one thing I want to add, uh, after being a scientist for more than or about 20 years and being a group leader for 10 years, I thought like having like more publications, it's not going to serve to the public as well as, you know, becoming a scientific mentor. And so about two years ago, I founded my own company to really get the knowledge that I collected from the studies, you know, out there to the people and really apply them. Because, you know, in our medical system, addiction and obesity is not really working for people. It's really difficult for them, you know, to yeah. stay with the weight loss or to stay away from from trucks. So this is what I want to bring to the people now. This is why I decided to become an entrepreneur and to uh, found my own business. Yes, yes. It's good to have you on board because having you with this kind of um, mission and the drive, that's why, because you're there to serve, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, um, when you talk about on your credential, you mentioned about being a behavior neuroscientist. So what do you actually do? So I did mostly animal studies and also investigated um, um, tissues from human. And um, and then the behavior, um, it's, you know, 
it's based on molecular changes. You know, if you go deep, deep, I, I like to duck deep or to dig deep. Yeah, I love it. Yes. And so you first learn, I just saw you had a podcast also about hormones. You learn how sugars, for example, influence your hormonal system mm -hmm. and then how these hormone, hormones can create behaviors, you know, via the brain. Mm -hmm. So it all starts by eating, going through the gut and then the gut sending signals to the brain. And this elicits behavior. And also, like for the sugar, I'm, I'm, I'm a sugar expert. Like when you eat sweeteners, yeah, there's, for example, one part in the brain is activated. You, you like the sweet taste. This is a reward. However, the other part, the nutritional part that usually is activated for normal sugar is not activated. So after eating the artificial sugar, you don't feel satiety. You're still hungry. You just had the pleasure of having the sweet taste. So, you know, we all have to keep this in focus. Then you, after a short while, you will be craving for more food. Mm. So then it's the question if you eat the sweetener and crave for more food or just eat a little bit of real sugar and then also have activated both areas in your brain, you know, the reward area, nice taste of sugar and the area, oh, I'm set, I, I feel satiety because I have some um, energy, energetic um, input, you know, some calories. I actually agree with you because, um, you know, we learn about the mu receptors and everything. And and actually with my son, unfortunately, when I put him in nursery, they gave him chocolate cake at nine months old. Oh, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. And they they just told me, you know, like dessert and stuff. You know, I didn't realize it was chocolate cake. So what what happened was my other my oldest one, which is you know the the one that was exposed to sugar at very young age, mm -hmm. uh, sweet I mean like super refined stuff, you know dessert and stuff. So he's really got a very sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. So he is more easily addicted to games and certain things. I mean he loves books as well, but. Compared to my youngest, because I knew what actually happened. So he was only eating fruits and other stuff. So it's completely different attitude. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know whether, do you think that could have actually enhanced his neurotransmitters to more addiction because he was given, I mean, from young since then, he just loved sugar. Hmm. I mean, you have always uh to see more than one perspective like on the one hand i want to start your milk if you have breastfed your children did you breastfeed your children? yeah breastfed all my kids yeah yeah good so in your milk there's some sugar like in cow milk when you did and maybe you have tasted your milk it's, it's there's some sugar in so the babies have this sweet taste and get some uh, sort of sugar and um, however i did the same like you for my first child the first year i only did smoothies you know the best organic fruit and vegetable and herb smoothies i did myself and it didn't see, and I did breastfeed and, and all these organic um, classes that we have. So it didn't see the artificial sugar, as you say, in a chocolate cake. And, and, but I just, I just heard a study that was, or read about it that was really interesting for me. Like not, not only the sugar is an important, um, yeah, thing, what you can feed also like the pesticides on the vegetables and stuff. You mm. know, when you really buy the organic stuff, they investigated when children, eat organic fruits and vegetables versus the normal treated fruit and fruits and vegetable 
after measuring blood and urine, they could really find the chemicals in the children who did not eat organic food, but the normal harvested foods, mm. you know, treated foods. So I also, despite the, now the sugar, I bought the organic stuff, although it was more expensive. And my husband was saying, oh, you, you spent all that money. Yeah. But I thought it's important. Uh, so you can do a lot. And, you know, exposing the child early to sugar. I think if it's one time in the hospital, I don't know if this will develop to an addiction. Do you understand? Well, no, he's he's just uh, love chocolates now. I mean, love love sugary stuff. No, yeah. it, it's not hospital. It's nursery. Oh, in the, ah, in the nursery. In ah, nursery, okay. the nursery fed him ah, okay. dessert every day when he was ah, nursery. Oh, that's a lot. Now that can be a, the addiction that he likes it now more because he's used to it. The body adjusts. Oh, I can tell you something. That's wonderful. The body adjusts easily. Our body is great. We have this wonderful body and it can adjust. It changes. So what we investigated in, in mice and in human intestinal tissue, that when you give mice a high sugar diet or look into people who are heavenly obese, um, when they eat sugar, you can measure in the intestine the sugar transporters. Mm. And, and they increase with a sugary diet. That's right. The the gut close transmit uh, co-transporters yeah yeah the transporters yes so they increase and can you understand the devil cycle you eat mm. more sugar they absorb more and then it transforms to fatty acids you know in the end and you yeah. become obese it's, it's a high risk so also for your son when he's exposed and used to this sugary sweet every day he might also you know uh develop more um, transporters for sugar in the intestine and then also take up more sugar or this is at, at least i mean what happens for obese people we didn't look in children and we didn't look in children mice however the the adjusting our system adjusting to the high load of sugar is is, is the great thing but on the other hand for us it's a devil circle because we take up much more sugar than a normal lean person who eats yeah. once in a while a little bit of sugar you know yeah. so that's an interesting fact Wonderful. So when you say you help people with, um, obviously, you've helped people in a lot of aspects, isn't it? We were talking about sleep, nutrition, um, and also gut health. Should we start with gut health? So can you tell us a bit more about the, you know, the scientific basis and the principles from some of the studies you've done that actually support the connection of gut and neuro? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so first of all, because you said I do so much, it's kind of easy. You can make it a, a mini overview, you know, how it comes. Yes, mini overview, because you, you, you'll be giving so like much. this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Um, you, know, it's, you know that in a, the metaphor, in a fit body, no, in a, yeah, in a, in a fit body lives the fit uh, mental health, you know, or a fit health and, and a fist, yeah, or how you say this. And um, and there, therefore, when you... Um, when you treat your body very well, you know, you, you feel fit, you feel good. And this mm -hmm. is about nutrition, you know. And the other aspect is about some movements, you know, how to, to train your body. And then the second aspect is, of course, the mental health. So, you know, what do you think inside? What do you feed your mind? And like staying now with the nutrition, what was now our first thing to talk about, when you eat something, it goes into your gut, yeah, into your intestine. And um, so... Um, what is very interesting with the nutrition, it's, it's all about knowledge. You know, if you don't know what you don't know, you cannot change. That's so, right. so this is what I want to give the knowledge to the people. And then they know why sh they should eat this or why they sh should do this or train on this. Yeah. 
And um, what is really interesting, the gut can be first cleaned. Yeah, you can clean your gut on a regular basis. What's really good, what's from ancient cultures like, you know, China or, or India. Yeah, they, they did this cleaning processes. And then you can um, do exercise. You know, you can make the gut train, you know, the, train the movement more. And how do you do this? You uh, use prebiotics for this. Prebiotics, it's like fibers when you eat nutrition high in fibers. And this is not only exercise, but also detoxification because those fibers absorbs toxic products in your intestine. So they will be um, yeah, brought out of the system again. And then you can nourish your intestinal gut. And there are many, many studies now about microbiota. And the microbiota is different, for example, in obese people or obese mice compared to lean people and lean mice. Yeah? And what they did, they used mice who did not have an intestinal flora. They are kind of difficult to make those mice, but they don't have one bacteria. And then they put in the, the microbiota from obese um, people, for example, or obese mice, and the, these mice became obese. And then they got a microbiota from lean mice and put it in these, you know, serum <laughs> microbiota mice, and those mice uh, stayed lean. Mm. So you can also see how much influence the bacteria have in your intestine and that's how you feed not only your body but your bacteria mm. will influence your gut health and then your mental health in the end and you wanted to hear about the connection do you have a question so far or? yeah no yeah <laughs> so you wanted to, to learn about the gut and uh, the gut brain inter um, yeah, interaction so when when we eat there are so many transporters who take up our nutritional um, substances and then also a lot of receptors who do signaling via neuro uh, receptors and then this goes mostly via the vagus nerve uh, the vagus nerve yeah yeah into the brain and the nutritional uh, aspects go via the blood as uh, into the brain so those are the two pathways and um then the brain learns also you know it, it learns what you like what's good for your body what's not so good and you can uh, you can learn habits like this is this also has to go to do with the mental triggers like you know when you give your feed when you uh, when you give your child when your child is crying and you say oh don't cry you know it doesn't hurt so but here you have a sweet take this hard candy then it always associates oh when i'm sick i don't feel well i get a candy and that makes me, you know, heal or feeling good again. So this is an association that can be dangerous in later mm -hmm. life. Yeah, because then they compensate negative feelings, pain with sweets. That's right. Okay, so this is how you learn to yeah, connect food to triggers from the outside. Yeah. And this is part of my programs, to find for the people the triggers, to be conscious about what makes you eat. What do you think? What inside, what's happening inside, what do you think, what's happening outside, what are triggers from the outside, you know, on the advertisement with the juicy hamburger fries and stuff. And then and then what's your what's your action? What's happening then? What do you do? Mm. So these three points are really important to be again conscious about what's happening, to learn about your learning behavior, about your behavior, habits that form. And this is all, you know, our body is highly efficient. It does not want to burn one gram of energy. It does not want this. So most of our processes are unconsciously done. When you stand up, you grab your coffee, brush your teeth, get some clothes, pull them on, you don't think a lot in the morning. 
that's a routine, you know, that's a habit. And also how we pleasure ourselves or punish ourselves. This can be, these are habits usually, and they run on an unconscious level. And it's difficult to become conscious about them and then to change them. But we can do it together. My programs, I start with a, a short program. You can just get a taste. However, uh, my programs that I love, it's six to 12 months because neuroscientific studies shows that you can change a habit and your routine uh, between two and eight months. You know, many people say, oh, you do your um, aff aff affirmations and you change after 30 days. Well, <laughs> this might be true for a very low percentage of people, you know, can be true. However, the average of people, it, it changes after two to eight months. And this is also how long you feel luck. I always like to see it from many perspectives. So if you have lottery winning and you feel great in your villa, <laughs> after about five months, you are like, oh, you open the door and it's like you would come to your other old house or old flat. You know, you're not as happy and as excited anymore after about five months. This is happiness research. Mm. Yeah. So this is how we develop habits that things get normal, yeah, mm. and come into our unconscious level. So um, this is really um, what what I do and how I try to help the people. Wonderful. So so with the program you've got, um, so obviously you've got a you know long six to twelve months program. So what sort of um, you know can you tell us some ex the examples uh, of patients or clients that you have helped? You know, what are the problems they have and what they have achieved and what are the success rates? Mm. So um, first of all, what, what is important for the programs, I call myself a, a lean long-term mentor. You know, it's lean long-term mentoring and lean because nobody has time. You get short impulses like once a week. Yeah. And then you have only tools that I use that are minutes that take a couple of minutes from, from a day. So I think this is really important because nobody of us has time. But all of us, we want to change and we want to improve our lives. You know, mm. it's what we thrive for. So um, this is what I do, longer period, but very small and short impulses. So really have fun and like doing it, enjoying it. And it's easy and it, it's not heavy on you. It's not like going to the gym every day an hour. You know, it's my problems and you want to lose weight. It's not about diet and dieting and it's not about doing sports. You yeah, can't forget this because I know all the studies where it's done and it's not functioning. It's totally clear that for most of the people, it's not functioning. So we do it a totally different way and it's going to be fun. And um, people, for example, I had, um, I have different people who come. Like one um, person was with chronic pain. She had like chronic back pain for many years. Mm -hmm. She couldn't sit for a long time. She couldn't stand up for a long time. She couldn't walk for a long time. Mm. And we did with different tools. One do one tool I also do is neurovision. We try to find the root cause of the pain. You know, when did it start? What was the trigger? Can we resolve this? And then also, yeah, the mental health combined with the nutritional health become a fit body, fit system, and then uh, become a fit mental health and your thoughts. How how you nourish your your brain? You mm. know, how do you feed your brain? How are your thoughts to become aware of what you are thinking about yourself and about your pain? You know, can you embrace your pain? Can you say, hey, uh, thank you, pain. You're also protecting me from things. It's not only in, oh, it's so bad, I'm getting depressed. You know, pain can also protect you from things. So you have to understand and learn about your pain and be conscious about it. And then you can transform it. So this was one person. And um Although other, other people come who want to strive for goals in their businesses. I had entrepreneurs. 
and they have issues. They want to develop a business fast and they have blockades. And then we also do um, the mental health tools so mm-hmm. they get in a better state. And then you can also combine it with the nutrition. Like, for example, I have a, a friend and he does the Ironman. Yeah. And he did it now 30 times. I, I can't believe this, you know, but <laughs> he did it. And he said when he was in his late 30s, he started supplements and yeah, doing supplements. And then he uh, improved his Ironman time about for uh, about half an hour. He was half an hour faster Wow! for the Ironman. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And this is what um, yeah supplements can do for us, although we don't see it at you know at, at once or but we it's a different feeling your body will get um come become to in it into a different state you know will be set differently and this also influences your mental health then. well i've got so many questions there yeah. so tell tell me about so, so what is in the prebiotics mm-hmm. the actual thing in in a sense that like some of those things that you recommend so yeah. start with prebiotics so so what is actually in them to be called the prebiotics. Mm-hmm. So uh, prebiotics is a very good uh, point that you're asking for this. I think it's very efficient to use prebiotics and you can use them for m- many different things. So one thing that since you talked about children, um, when, when your children had a disease or was sick and had to use antibi- antibiotics, you know, you know what antibiotics do? They kill your microbiota. And did you ask now about prebiotics or oh, pro? pro- start with prebiotic and then we go to probiotic. Ah, okay, sorry. No, I, I switch. Okay, now let's start with the prebiotics. So prebiotics are the fibers we talked uh, about earlier. And the fibers are really important for uh, making the intestine to move, to the muscles to move. So this is like a fitness studio for the for the intestine. So fibers are so important. I have seen... I was collecting human tissue in the clinic in Munich, yeah, for, uh, at my friend's um, clinic, you know, where, where he was. And he gave me these tissues. And I was there looking at all the intestines and where, where he did get the little clipping, you know, tissue thing. And I could see if people didn't have a, a, a nutrition and rich in fibers. You see that the intestine gets more elastic. It's not as tight anymore. And you have these little um, things. I don't know the English term right now. Diverticulosis. Yeah, uh, that go out. You know, you see these little... And yeah, the, divert- the little pouches, yeah. Pouches, little pouches, exactly. I could see that, especially in older people. Yeah. yeah. And we also saw it from mice who got a very sugar-rich diet, a liquid sugar-rich diet, as if you drink Coke all day or Fanta, yeah, Sprite. And, and th- their intestine, if you pulled it, it, it would tear apart easily. But if you pulled on one without the sugar, they just had water, the mice, then it was much more elastic and much stronger. So the, <clears throat> so the prebiotics are really good for the strength and for the movement of the uh, intestinal system. And then the second feature, what's really good, it absorbs toxics, uh, tox- toxins, you know. When you have toxins in your system, they will get absorbed by the um, by the fiber, by the prebiotics. So those are the two two main factors that are really really good for your health. And if you use the plant based uh, fibers, um, they also have some vitamins that are resolved and can also take be taken up by the um, by the body. You know, also like a cinnamon is a bark, and if you take this <laughs> bark for example, it has so many positive features. You know, it's it's about uh, it can. Um, 
reduce the risk of beca becoming diabetic. You know, this, this is very important because we eat a lot of sugar. Okay. It has, it's antioxidative. And um, it has so many other features. I, I want to do a YouTube, YouTube video soon on cinnamon uh, because it has uh, so many features. And because it's a bark, it's also a prebiotic. Yeah, you take... I mean, you take 500 to 1 milligram, it's kind of not as much as you would take with a real prebiotic. Or, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, but it's really, so there are substances who are really good, not only as a prebiotic, but also have different function and they are resolved. The substances of the bark are resolved, for example. Good. Okay. And uh, there, there is another question before we go to the probiotic. Mm -hmm. So I, I know a, a friend who is obviously, he, he sells fibers a special type of fibers that they drink before they have their meals so obviously it's uh, fibers slowing down uh the absorption of you know like you know the digestion and everything uh because i'm sure you've heard that fibers taken before you know carb and normal diet uh, it helps because quite often a lot of us can't just do like keto diet. You know, they have to go out and have a, you know, normal meals or, you know, celebration. So there'll be carb in the in the three-course meals, you know. So they actually take that and they believe that actually helps to reduce the surge of sugar coming out and stopping the insulin from going up. So do you think that those fibers are, are better or, I mean, uh, different from, I mean, would they be a good prebiotics? Hmm. Um, I'm not so sure which fiber I would have to read and look this up because I'm, no, I, I, of so course, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know what I'm say something about this directly. However, what I noticed, if you say it's like uh, filling and it keeps from absorbing all of this, what they then eat, what I understand also when I use my, my daily, uh, what I use, it's also with fibers and I did my, um, gut cleaning with a fiber rich substance to clean my gut yeah so when i use this i'm full it fills my intestine and i can really feel it how it fills me up so when you then put on top some of the sugary or the nutrition what you are talking what you were talking about uh, then of course the absorption is different and you are uh, you are not so hungry and you don't eat as much because you are full with the fibers and they they absorb a lot of water so they get really big, you know, some 10 times, you know, you shrink them and then they can uh, be 10 times bigger in, in your intestine. This is what I also said to my mind. Okay. And, uh, so I think this is also part of it, you know, filling your intestine. So absorption is less and slower because it's full of prebiotics. This is what I can imagine. However, for this special fibers, I would have to read some articles. Okay. I mean, yeah. What, what about, uh, because as you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor in the UK. We always give like a sedative, you know, macrogol. Mm -hmm. Macrogol sure. is like, mm, we call it Movicol here, which is, Macrogol is, um, is osmotic laxatives. So I laxatives know. that, you know, absorb uh, more water and keeps. So it's a laxatives to help, you know, patient to clear, you know, constipation. So um, do you think that would be as good as prebiotic or prebiotic is completely different ballgame? Um, I think for uh, um, for for um, the what do you say uh, if you have if you cannot poo what, what do you say constipation for constipation you mean now if the osmotic is is better than the fiber or what, what is the question so the so macrogol obviously it's not labeled as prebiotic so we're just talking about fibers isn't it earlier on ah. so 
uh, you know, we we give fibro gel, which is actually hus, and also we give uh, macrogol, which is a osmotic laxatives. The action is. It's uh, an ingredient that doesn't absorb by the body, but actually pulls the water, keeps mm. in the in the pool to prevent constipation. But I think it's probably different, isn't it? I think your prebiotic has got more stuff that actually um, helps in, um, you know, in clearing things rather than just prevent constipation. Yeah, now I understand what you mean. The osmotic thing, I think it pulls in water. So it also, it's probably a salt or something. Is it a salt something? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Macrogol, uh, the, the, you know, the chemicals yeah. inside. No. Okay. So if it's an osmotic that pulls in water into the intestine, it pulls water out of the system. And I think you don't want this, you know, because it makes you dry and you should drink more. Probably you say this to the patient, drink a lot when you use it, I guess. And for the prebiotics, you feel that you are that it's absorbing absorbing also a lot of water, you know, and it's also good for the uh, laxative um, uh, yeah, action. And you 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 get thirsty, you know, and you also feel it probably with the osmotic too. So you should drink quite a lot. You drink this and you drink another the same amount, just water. So mm -hmm. you have to use a lot of liquid. You should use a lot of liquid with it to to stay in a nice hydrated state and. Anyhow, you should drink a lot of water or unsweetened teas or, you know, unsweetened coffee. That's also okay um, to, to keep your digestion uh, working well. So as you said, I think the, the fibers of prebiotics have um, advantages compared to just the osmotic um, chemical pulling water into the intestine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it has the uh, um, gym function, you know, training the muscles. Okay. So yeah, to move and and this is I think really healthy. And then also the plant uh, secondary plant products, what you can reabsorb, what's good for you, and also for the bacteria. They are also the bacteria living with it, okay. and then and then also the the positive bacteria who are better for your system grow more than the than with the laxative, then because. I think it doesn't do anything with the bacteria, I think. Of course, yeah. Now, let, let's go to the probiotic then, because I, I take a lot of these supplements. I feel quite healthy and okay. I pull every day, you know, because of that. Um, with the probiotic, I know you've got few companies. Um, and with regards to probiotic, so what does it do? Can you explain to my audience what does it do? Why is it important? You know, about inflammation, uh, how it's anti-inflammatory, how it's help, how it's, um, you know, create the environment to help so many things about, the, you know, your your health. Mm, yeah. So probiotics are really a wonderful thing to take and to use because it's, it's natural. It's what we have in our intestine and then we support it. Um, what's um, what's known, what also what we did studies on, especially lactobacillus, we uh, investigated lactobacillus GG helps yeah. when you eat a lot of sugar. We again had a high sugar diet for mice, liquid high sugar, drinking all the sweet beverages every day. What many Western countries, what issue they have, you know, the people, and um, they we could really find that the LGG improved like the fatty liver development. You know, oh. there was less fatty liver development when you took the LGG. And we, we think, why was it happening? We, we think that LGG was, uh, but mean, mean other factors. You cannot investigate everything, but uh, yeah. there, was, there should, probably was a stimulation of a butyrate producing bacteria. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard this. And butyrate is a very good factor for your intestine and it helps to stabilize the walls. 
And also we think then not as much came through, you know, and also um, it, it has so many positive factors that this really um, affected the gut health and then also the liver health. And of course, then the whole system health, what we did not investigate or just some factors. So how did it help to, to reduce the fatty liver in that sense? Is it the absorption or is it the, 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 the absorption of the fat? Because as you know, fat actually get absorbed differently through the lymphatics, you see. Mm, that's true. Um, no, we did a carbohydrate-rich uh, carbohydrate diet, the liquid sugars. Mm. They get absorbed and then they uh, get transferred into fatty acids, especially um, the fructose in the liver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we um, fed saccharose, that's half, suc- um, that's, um, uh, no, it's sucrose in English. No, we fed sucrose, that's one molecule of fructose and one molecule of glucose. So they had quite a high fructose load, 50%. And, and this is what makes a fatty liver. So for us, it was the absorption of the fructose mainly that makes the fatty liver. And then with the butyrate and the more stable membrane, membrane, I mean, the more stable membrane protects against bacteria pieces going into the blood. So there's less inflammation. You know, mm. more stable gut wall, and then the butyrate. It has it has many influences. We we think it can also influences the uh, yeah the maybe the transformation of the um, the sugars um, yeah or other factors. We did not investigate the transformational pathways. So I also have to be careful. This is it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's difficult, totally difficult. So I can only uh, tell about what, what we investigated mm. and um, how, how the intestine, intestinal wall changed and then the fatty liver. But I, I'm not, you know, I cannot really answer this, uh, this question. Yeah. So when you did the test on butyrate, yeah. uh, because I've heard from, uh, about butyrate from uh, Dr. Steve Gundry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, how did you know that butyrate actually helps with the cell lining? Well, these are other studies that, that, that you can also investigate and read. And we, we just assumed that we might have um, stimulated the butyrate pr- producing bacteria because those are the good bacteria that help you. Right. And also coming back to the probiotics, what I, I wanted to say uh, earlier, what was what was what I find really important because you have children, when you use antibiotics, you know, I mean, sugar does inflammation and, for example, fatty liver and, you know, there's a risk of become obesity. However, in our society, many people take a lot of antibiotics and, you know, antibiotics, they kill our microbiota. Mm. And they do harm to the intestinal microbiota. And to recover from this death of all the microbiotic uh, creatures, you can use the LGG supplements, you know, and also usually it's like three strains or sometimes even six strains that you take. And this will help your your child to recover faster or you after you've been hospitalized, you know, and took a lot of antibiotics. It helps you to regenerate faster because then your uh, the microbiota of your intestine will um, regenerate better. So this is also a really good aspect that you can use in daily life too, mm. as a, when you use the supplements. And also there are many studies, like especially for some Slavian countries, <laughs> when they have a lot of uh, like uh, milk products that are like made to yogurt and stuff with the bacteria. And that's also the bacteria rest. They're not alive anymore. Now, now we, have, uh, we have supplements where you really get a live bacteria into your intestine. Mm. However, they in the fermented products, or are you, I don't know if you are from Asia or from UK, but maybe you know you have a lot of fermented products in China. 
yeah. which is also highly uh, healthy because of this fermentation processes. And even if the bacteria don't live, the substances that they leave in the in the yogurt or in the cabbage, you know, I love this kimchi cabbage. Kimchi, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, so that's that's so beneficial. And they really found out that there are some Slavian countries people live longer. And they related to all the pro pro uh, probiotic uh, nutrition they, they eat. So yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, the, the way things have, you know, we, we didn't realize all that. So the other thing I wanted to ask you is, as you know, Steve Gundry, Dr. Steve Gundry mentioned on his uh, video, he mentioned about certain food like tomatoes, potatoes, certain things that actually puncture the holes. I mean, do you have a list of fruits or whatever food that you don't take that actually uh, you think that it's puncturing the the lining of the gut? Um, I have not uh, read or heard. heard about the tomatoes and uh, some of this because no. he he sells something with butyrate. So, uh, doctor, I, I I do buy his supplements. Um, um, obviously, like what I said, a disclaimer on this podcast. Now, I don't get any commission, but I'm just saying that I take it because he he mentioned that um, he's also got uh, some of his probiotic that actually are shell inside because as you know some bacteria like the lgg or whatever they get killed by the uh, stomach acids mm -hmm. so he talked about his uh, probiotic actually shielded from the destruction of the acids and it stays longer and actually arrive in the gut you mm -hmm. know that's a very important uh, fact that he says. I was gonna, I wanted to tell you this also. So it's very important that the alive, not probiotic, um, like uh, yeah, um, organisms are protected in the shell through the acid of the stomach, and then they can be released in the intestine. And the second fact, what's really what you have to know if you take it, they just, you know, it's not their environment. You know, as as, as you are thrown on the Mars. And you are there and you are happy and you say hi and then you die because it's not your, you know, not what you're used to live on and you don't have your mask and your, you know, astronaut suit and, and everything. So these bacteria, they, they are there. They can live some hours, but then they die. Mm. So this is why many people, they take already uh, uh, probiotics with the antibiotics. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So when you take antibiotics, you have to wait for at least two hours until you take your probiotics to recover. After okay. so at least two hours, or maybe you know, in the morning you take antibiotics. You know, for lunch you take your probiotics, and then at night you take the second antibiotic. Yeah, so they only survive so many hours in our intestinal system. So really, if you want to help your body, uh, like um, using probiotics, you should eat it every day, or you should eat the fermented foods every day. That's you know, you, either way. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and also what you say. So let me sorry. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, so sorry, with the fermented, uh, can I just highlight that again? Yeah. So so you are saying that the fermented food, like kimchi and everything, it's good for the environment, so they feed it. But does it actually have the probiotic in it? Yes, it has. Yeah, you know, it has, you have to imagine, the bacteria are working in the kimchi, doing all the fermentation, yeah, working, working. Oh, right. And okay. Also in the yogurt, yeah. And, and then at one point, the fermentation process is stopped, and sometimes it's heated and so on, and the bacteria are killed. They don't, they will not arrive in your intestine alive anymore. 
However, the fractions of them, the products they put in the in there during the fermentation process, these still have some function on your intestinal system. Ah. This is the leftovers. Leftovers that change and create that environment, yeah? Oh, and just the, just the last thing what I wanted to say to the capsules. If you drink, you have the drinks in UK where you drink the pre, uh, probiotics. Yeah. Yeah. In those drinks, there are so many bacteria in there. It's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a really, you know, important process to make as much as you need going through your stomach. So there's still uh, arrive some in your intestinal uh, gut because um, as you said or as the doctor said it's really true that there's so many de dying in the uh, stomach so that's uh, they need a lot of um, yeah organisms to come until the intestine so if you can take a capsule as you said i would i would suggest to take a capsule instead of drinking the uh, I, I take both yeah i take the one it's an athlete screen has got all the probiotics spirulina and all the rest and then the other one, if the capsule one, it's, you know, it's with the butyrate and whatever that goes down, you know. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So go back to the other question about the, um, obviously what you mentioned about the gut health. So can you explain a bit more why this is good for anti-inflammatory? Mm -hmm. um, there are many studies out there that show us that sugar is a uh, substance that does inflammation. And there are even people who have joint pain after eating, you know, sugars or after mm. eating lots of sugars. And we have a big problem of people becoming diabetic when they get older because, yeah, just our body cannot cope with as much sugar. If you remember our evolution, like 100 years ago, we did not have much sugar. 1,000 years ago, we might find a tree like twice a year with some fruit or we might find a behave, mm. <laughs> but that was not much sugar in our life. And also this is why our brain tells us when there's sugar, Stuff yourself with it. Eat as much as you can. It's wonderful. This is what mm -hmm. our, you know, very old brain tells us. And this is why in our times now it's difficult going to the store, having a refrigerator in your home to not eat, you know. It's yes, a, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah. And yeah, coming back to your question, what's for the anti-inflammation? Um, the, the probiotics that you mentioned, they have also very good influence on inflammation. There are also many studies that show that they reduce inflammation in your system. Um, and also the good bacteria do it. And when it's in the direction of obesity, other um, other probiotic organisms are dominant in your intestine. And then there is also more inflammation in, in the system. So that's oh, it. Yes. So the next question, remember, okay. Um, remember you mentioned about the, the, the bacteria that actually creates or promote fats and then the uh, bacteria that promotes lean mice so do you know what what are these bacteria then so have you checked it out with you know whatever that you that you are you know promoting in your program are they the fattening type of bacteria or i'm sure you know the name isn't it yeah, I mean, there are millions of, of names and, you know, phyla of a bacteria. This is not important for the people. Important yeah. is you can put it, you can bring it down very easily. Okay. The obese bacteria, they eat up your food wonderfully. They take any, every piece of energy until nothing is left. They are wonderful digesters. They're doing, I mean, a pig, a pig who has obesity bacteria is the pig that you will keep because it becomes fat, fast and easy. 
you don't have to feed much. Yeah. Mm. But you don't want the picket that stays lean because it's not digesting really good with the, all the lean bacteria. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, and this is what you don't want. So you would like slaughter the lean pig early however for us nowadays and and also when you are you know earlier days when you were in and when you were in hunger you know and you were lean you would die early so if you would be the pig gaining fat easily yeah. you yes, would yes of course so everyone who has a problem now with obesity and has you know a little chubby whatever he's perfect for for surviving in this evolutionary environment that's good yes. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, right, okay, before we finish the gut side to go to the sleep side, can we ask you one question? So, what would be your normal routine? What food would you avoid and what food that you like to take more? Mm-hmm. So, um, I would avoid um, all the processed foods. Yeah. Everything that was in the fabric somehow changed, maintained, you know, gone through processes. I would avoid because I call this empty calories. That's you know, right. Of course, it's a carbohydrate. Of course, it's a fat, but it's empty. There's no energy, nothing to it anymore, to put it in a <laughs> different way. And I would prefer, and you get it from the taste. You can even taste and feel it. If you cook fresh, you have fresh. I like to eat fresh vegetables. I would eat fresh vegetables as in salads and also cook vegetables, like for example, tomatoes. Mm. The longer. Uh, you cook them, the more of the secondary plant products get out of the cells. And they are really good for your system. So all the tomato sauces and stuff were cooked long. That's good. Very good for your system. So fresh vegetables or cooked vegetables, like or slow cooked. Also, again, in Asia, I was living in Asia. I totally missed the food. You know, the heavy, the fast and slow cooked foods that's still crisp. Mm. But that's awesome. I mean, in Germany, we cook it dead our vegetables. That's not as good. But anything that you do fresh is good. And then just, you know, do salt and pepper. Don't take all the artificial uh, sauces and stuff again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just as, um, you know, these people who have the good cooking recipes, the natural ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is what I do. And also for the kids, when they want to swag, when my kids are hungry, I say, take a fruit. When they were in the afternoon between lunch and, and, and dinner, I made them a, 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 a fruit plate. So they had the cut up fruit. They ate, they eat it. Mm. And then once, you know, I also had some cookies. So I, I, I didn't want to first put the fruit and then the cookies. I was just sitting down with them mm. and I put those on the table and they ate the fruits mm. because they were used to eating the fruits. And then the cookies, they were full. They didn't take the cookies anymore. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. this is again the habit that you create for your children. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have cookies at home. Yeah. We just <laughs> fruits. We, we just spend lots of money on fruits and vegetables. Yeah, awesome, awesome. You know, this is also the, the the diet and the Asian diet in many ways. Yeah, so that's what I really like. This is what I can just do, cook fresh, buy the the energetic plant fruit, and this is the best thing you you can do. And you know, all this noodles and of course rice bread, the carbohydrates eat it, but less. Try to eat most vegetables some foods and then a little bit of carbohydrate and fat is better. I, I I would rather eat more fat because it's good for your brain and mm. depending on the, like the oils, it's mm. good. I mm. would not spare with the olive oils, your virgin olive oil and all this, like from the seeds, the oils, that's really good. And, and this is good for your body. Or if you take the supplements, as you say, the omega-3 fatty acids, and you don't even have to take it from fish oil nowadays. You can take it from, from plants, you know, vegan too. So this is really what, what feeds your brain again. That's what I mental health, what yeah. I find is important. So don't spare with the fat. 
eat a lot of protein and you also don't have to eat animals. You can eat vegetable proteins. Um, a lot of, I like peas really. Mm. Uh, do the soups, you know, and yes. chili. I love the chilies and also without meat. So take a lot of proteins after the vegetable and, um, and then also fat, fat rich, more foods, but you know, not as much and not the processed fat and less, less animals. But I think that's a nice combination of, of your diet and, and carbohydrates try to do less. Sorry. So just before I've, I just remember that one question I was wanting to ask you just before we go on to the sleep, uh, the what do you think of celery uh, drinks like the smoothies? Uh, they're talking about it, the cleansing and also lemon juice. Yeah. I mean, lemon juice is like the most healing thing. They always tell you to have your water with lemon juice. So I, I think that's good. If you have a lemon there, cut something in, that's good to drink it every day or whenever you like it as a refresher. And celery also, it's it's one of the vegetables. Most of the vegetables have many good ingredients. Like yeah. really good is also onion type of plants, garlic. Mm. This is really good in your, whatever you do, you can put it in. Of and course. celery is good. The smoothies, I have to say, I think vegetable smoothies, tomato juice, carrot juice, you have to watch the sugar ingredients. If you don't do it mm. yourself, yeah. If you buy it, it's, it's it's with loads of sugar, especially carrot juice. So you can do it yourself and do vegetable smoothies. It's really good. And you can put herbs in. You don't mm -hmm. even feel it with the herbs. I did this also for the children in the fruit smoothies. I put herbs and they didn't, they didn't notice. And, but with the fruit smoothies, this is the high risk to become obese. Because if you do a fruit smoothie like a juice, you can drink a liter of orange juice on a hot day. It's easy and it's good, refreshing. Yeah. But in a liter and one liter of orange juice, there are like 10 oranges. Mm. And this is the amount of sugar of 10 oranges. So try to eat 10 oranges. Mm. Yes, yes, I agree. Right. Let's go to the sleep side now, because I remember you talk about uh, sleep is one of the treatment you offer. So what sort of uh, what, what sort of let's say I've got a patient, they just got insomnia, they just can't sleep. So what would be your treatment for them? This is a, my programs are also highly individual because for everyone, the insomnia has a different root, reason, has a different trigger, and you don't know what's your story. So, we I have to know the story of the people. Okay, one story it's anxiety, anxiety. Okay, that's that's a good story. But let me let me let me start one step ahead. But what everyone can do for a good night of sleep, despite it's this maybe heavy insomnia, but you can um there's you can create a habit your your sleep habit so what you do do a routine before you go to sleep and this root routine should include like no digital devices or if like stop one hour before you go to sleep only use the dark darker screen with the blue light you know that doesn't activate your system to be alert and and awake and then don't eat you know an hour before you go to sleep a heavy meal or better even two or three hours and then, um, yeah, you know, light a candle, cal calm down, ease your brain, ease your body. You can do sports before, but then you need also a little bit, you know, time to calm down again. So this is a routine that you can easily do. And this will calm if, 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 if you practice it regularly, it calms your mind and your body gets the message also when you go into your bed, use your bed only to sleep. This is also something. Yeah, I do that. Uh, yeah. Don't work and eat and do everything in the bag. Mm -hmm. This also helps. Okay, 
I get the notice, I go to this thing, to this room in this bed, and now I will sleep. This is what follows when I lie down. Yeah, This is all learning behavior and, and developing habits. So this, anyone can do this to improve the sleep habits and this process of falling asleep. And then anxiety. Um, anxiety, this is a different problem. This is a psychological problem. So. Yeah, yeah. So either people go to a real doctor, because I'm a doctor of, of science, not a, not a real doctor. I cannot help um, probably everybody. But if you have some fears or stress, fear stress, you know, fear for the boss from the boss, mm. there are some exercises like meditation, yoga, you can also test. And this is then the individual thing. I would ask, you know, what's your trigger? What you like to do has to be mm -hmm. fun. Don't stress you more. <laughs> oh, I have to do this. Then I got to sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so that's really important to find what the people need. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So let's go back. I mean, yes, I went straight quite into, um, obviously, the, the technique. So let's go back one step back and talk about, um, so um, why, why sleep is so important and uh, what is the importance uh, of sleep and why do we sleep? Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. I love that question. Thank you. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, what, what many people don't know, uh, sleep is also cleaning your, your mind, cleaning your brain. Because when you sleep, your brain um, not only regenerates and in, in form of, of um, you know, going in a different state, it also, you know, comes down in terms of firing. You know, the neurons usually fire in a very active state and you are uh, alert and awake. And when you sleep, there are like four sleep phases for humans. Mm. And going through those four sleep phases, the first one is really recreational. And like, no, no, the first one is going into sleep, but then the third and, um, no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. And the, the third and fourth one is uh, re um, regenerative. And, and then you come to the REM phase. So you go up and down. You go up and down. This is why I'm con no, I was confused by the numbers. Then you come up again and go in the REM phase. This is the rapid eye movement phase. And this is where we dream. However, then we already had the recreational phase. And now we sleep at a longer period, like uh, several hours. So this is why we go through these cycles. And you can see that the first part of the sleep, the recreational sleep, becomes uh, uh, smaller during the night because we could recreate. Yeah. So also, if you get not enough sleep, for example, I think that's interesting for people. If you nap during the day, this is also one of the thing Asian cultures do, you know, have the nap after lunch. And this is really evolutionary imp imprinted in our system that you take a nap in the middle of our day or it's the Spanish, the siesta. And uh, this is also good for you to get some recreation. So napping is good for your system. Then you also can uh, have less sleep during the night, for example. So this is, um, you know, this is, and what was your question? What else did you ask? So oh, yeah. about uh, the why we sleep and what's the importance of sleep, you know? Yes. And the cleaning of the brain is we are like a, a battery and all the activity is filling it up. You know, we have areas of the brain that are filled up and then you cannot load anything. And then you need to, you know, clean your brain. Some people can do this quickly doing a meditation or, or daydreaming. Daydreaming is also a cleaning method, yeah, to let your brain just wander off. And, and and this is really important because people, you know, we clean our bodies, we clean our cars, we clean our houses, but nobody thinks of how to treat the brain and how important it is to give it a break once in a while and, and to clean it, yeah, to let it be calm. The firing of the neurons become calm. 
Yes, wonderful. Yes, actually, yeah, the, the other thing with sleep as well, you know, because I've done some studies on sleep. Um, the one of the other thing is it's actually clean up the lymphatics and they clear the toxin when you're sleeping, especially during the stage three and stage four of sleep. It actually cleans a lot of these lymphatics and clear the toxin. Actually, yes. the toxin and the blockage of the lymphatics, they are the creator uh, of tumors or abnormal cells. So in a sense that that actually prevent, you know, the cancerous changes because the toxin has been left behind. Mm -hmm. Because yes. it's during sleep, these are being cleared out. Mm. And that's um has been uh, obviously helping because um the one of the um I mean, yeah, one of yeah, I think I won't scare people about the different cancers, but yeah, it's it's very important because it actually helps um, you know, the toxin to be removed. So, and also with sleep as well, I'm sure, you know, it's, uh, helps with memory and also, um, you know, uh, habits as well, like, like skills, you know, executional skills, like pianists, you know, they need to sleep. And once they've had stage three and stage four, stage four sleep, they actually could perform better mm -hmm. and overcome some of the mistakes like concert pianists. You know, they say after I need to go to sleep because once I've slept, you know, I can execute that beautifully because the brain reorganize everything and then put it into a, a good executional uh, memory. Yeah, that's wonderful that you say this. Yeah, now this is the second thing. It's the learning processes. The first is the cleaning. And then, as you say, the second is the learning. And what's so interesting about the learning, you already mentioned it, that then people perform better. And also during the day, when you after learning something, rest your brain and not necessarily sleep, but do something other, something else like watching a movie or just going for a walk, your brain can readjust and already learn. And I think this is also interesting. You don't necessarily need to lie down and sleep. You can just rest your brain, but consciously say, okay, now I got, I put something in my brain mm. and now I give it time to work through it. As you say, readjust and for the better or best execution. And this is, and also the clotting, you know, as you said, the substances that are brought out, this also makes the clots for Alzheimer as we're a part of it can, you know, can, uh, make this faster that people get Alzheimer's. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. The the net, let's go back to the treatment you offer because a lot of times I see so many books reading on on just about sleep itself information, but they they don't really offer help to help people really struggling. So in a sense that with your program or whatever knowledge you've got. What 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 do you do? What are the treatment you offer for sleep? I'm an insomnia patient. Hmm. So I I'm a scientist. However, <laughs> I do a holistic approach because you have to include your physical body. And for the physical body, there are two parts of the fitness. You know, one fitness, as I as I mentioned, is, is the nutrition, what we discussed earlier, and mm -hmm. also some movement. And this is not heavy exercise doing the sports. This can be stretching or going for a walk, for example. Yeah. So this is about the fitness. And when you have a fit body, you are much uh, likely to better sleep, to have a better and deeper sleep at night. And if you go out into the nature or have them fresh, some fresh air. yeah. And then the second thing is, is the mindset. So, you know, how, what is going on in your mind? What is, what is your thinking? What are the roots of your insomnia? When did it start? You know, how did it develop? 
And then it's, we have a, we have layers like an onion. So you can peel off one layer that's like reduce the stress in your life, you know, to, to be able to fall asleep. Bring your body in the best fitness state, you know, changing uh, your diet, having supplements that are good for insomnia, for example. And um, yeah, treating your body well and then treating your thinking, your mind well, your thoughts and finding really I do. I have the neurovision, the one method I developed to really solve the roots of the insomnia. So um, this is what I can do when people go to a doctor and they are not be helped anymore. Yeah, with the scientific knowledge, we can do several approaches to to create a good sleep environment in the body and in the mind. And then I'm totally sure that people will find a better rest and a better sleep with them. many different tools. I have a bouquet of tools and then we have to find the right one for the right person. And it's just minutes tools. You know, you can implement. My important thing about my programs is the lean long-term mentoring and um, that you can implement into your daily life. We discuss mm. when, do you have, when you have fun to implement it. When do you do already a meditation or a walk? Mm. Would you like to implement it there? Yeah. So it's not a big change. The system, that's a secret. <laughs> your secret doesn't like big changes. Yeah. So then you get an aversion and you block and you go back to the couch and say, oh, I'm safe here. I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm alive. And that's what we all need. We need to be alive. That's the mm -hmm. two things our brain wants, our old, old brain, to be alive and then to mate, possibly. That's why we are here. <laughs> so we want to keep in, to, to be in the state of being alive and maybe mate. And, and anything else, why? Why should we be totally skinny? Why should we be a millionaire? This doesn't make sense. Why should we have wellness? Why should we, we be happy? That doesn't make sense for our old brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is something we have to really be conscious of, train to get into this other state, to become a millionaire, become totally fit and happy with ourselves. Yes, yes. So, yeah, you, you, so obviously in a sense that now we're moving on to uh, the next level, which is you mentioned in your system about uh, self-awareness. You also mentioned about your Mona Ami's uh, system as well. Mm -hmm. But also you, you mentioned about you want to help people with happy habits. Yes. So what yeah, do you, I mean, what, what sort of things do you like do, you know, like obviously not your full secrets, but in a sense that uh, why, why, you know, how do you achieve that? Mm. Um, yeah, happy habits is first to find out what really brings your heart to 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 brighten, to shine. Mm. And, and this is things we maybe did when we were children. And also this is different, you know, positive, when you have positive memories about things and like in our day-to-day -day life, we, we forget about this. You know, we have to function and we have to make money and feed the children, you know, give them you as you, you know, <laughs> make the children happy. And then sometimes we lose sight of ourselves. And mm. yeah. so this is a, a thing that can become a problem if it's too much, much on us. So uh, we have to really find what, what makes us smile, what, what does us good. Because first you have to build up the best relation to, to yourself, your body, and also to your mind. Because you, you maybe know this, you tell yourself something, sometimes in your thoughts, meaner things than anyone around you would tell you. Like, you know, you, oh, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I can't do this, I'm too stupid, everybody's smart, and, you know, they're all millionaires, I'm never going to be it. And this is things that you you learned, people told you, or films, movie told you, and there, there are these voices, and mm. you have to become conscious about yeah. what's going on in your brain. The self-talk, yeah. The self-talk, and then also 
what is triggering again from the outside the self where does it come from mm. and how can i now think and avoid triggers and get triggers that i love that make my heart shine uh, so i i can change my mindset and my state with changing the mindset i can take a, uh, change my physical state like there's this wonderful um, yeah story it's it's from an old old painter and he was going from castle to castle hundreds of years ago when people couldn't travel and he painted this one lady in this very dark and gloomy castle and this lady was really ugly i'm sorry to say that but she was not pretty and then he made this wonderful picture of her getting all the the, the best one make made this wonderful face for her in her big you know, picture that she ordered And th this lady was so happy, you know, she was smiling, her face was blooming. And then he came back years later, because it takes a long, you know, travel from one castle to another, he came back. And after years, he saw this lady. And this lady was shining bright and beautiful, because she saw that picture of her, mm. you know, all the years. And this is something you can so easily do using your mirror, using your thoughts, you know, to yeah. see the shining in yourself, the positivity. And the, and it's all about energy. Sometimes we ask ourselves, why does this guy like this woman? You know, I see them all. And then, yeah, you know, but it's about energy. It's not about looks or about being smart or no, it's, it's the energy. What, yeah, actually, yeah. Think? So going back to that, you know, I, I do a bit of coaching as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I use mirror technique, just mm -hmm. like what you said, you know. Yeah. Yes, so that yes. story, I'm going to use that story that you've just mentioned because that mirror, that mirror, one of the techniques is a, a mirror, you know, to, so, so about the self-talk and, and the mirror. So it's like seeing that and actually then you, you create, you know. Yes, yes. And I just started now my LinkedIn with the love letter to myself. So oh, for everyone, uh, let's start into 2023, because if you love yourself, you can love anyone and any creature and anything right. in this world. So I think that's a really good start to start with yourself and the relationship to yourself, to build relationships. Like I have long-term relationships. I love relationships. You know, since I was in school, I have still my high school friends. I have my husband since 27 years now. And uh, I have yeah, all my friends where I was. I was in the USA for, for a year. Mm -hmm. I just visited my um, my host mom um, like this summer with my children now. That was like 94, 95. So like a <laughs> long time ago. So I, don't know, I won't say how old I am now, but <laughs> yeah. so um so i love long-term relations and 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 we don't we care i care about relations but sometimes and also i myself i'm training myself since the last two, two years using all the coaching tools i'm learning because i test this and then i can give it to my customers mm. and i learned how i did not treat myself well yeah mm. or, or when i was a child i had constipation i almost had to go to the hospital and i learned From this situation you know mm -hmm. so you have your learnings and your stories and now you can go out there and all the scientific things i read and you can go out there and really help the people transform because many things you lived through already i know yeah yeah i mean yeah i i was also arming and ahhing at one point so i i wrote uh, a program online on my money mindset so i was deciding whether that or actually on parenting or kids because i spent a lot of years you know working and reading and uh, just you know reading everything on sleep on food nutrition and also on pregnancy you know breastfeeding you know everything to look after kids so that they can be powerful kids you know they have self-confidence they have you know um 
So I, I was deciding on two. I was like, you know what? That one's quite tricky. So I will, I, so I went for money mindset first, you know. <laughs> I will go to the pregnancy one. I'll probably create something for yeah. mums, you know, or, or dads as well, because that one I realized just like what you say, it changed the next generation. Yeah. You know, it's so it's not just helping ourselves as the mums, but it also actually helps the future mums to to be confident in actually how to look after kids. So I will go back to that at some point because there's so much, uh, you know, there's so much in, you know, a lot of us as as mum, we have learned over the years, isn't it? So it's good yeah. to put it in something so that people can benefit, either a blog or, you know, some whatever poses or books, you know. So I think it's going to benefit people about, you know, bowel habits. But anyway, so that's just a, a note from myself. Let's go back to you. Uh, I so wanted can I, can I add to this. I think it's so important what you say. Many people out there need help and they are insecure. There's so much uncertainty. How do I breastfeed? Do I breastfeed? How, uh, how do I feed my kids? How do I make them to become a strong personality? I think it's so wonderful if you do this because I see such a need. And there's a lot of literature out, out there. I read it also when I had my babies. And, uh, but some, I think they're, especially for the nutrition, there's not so much out for how to, how to make the, uh, children eat vegetables it's not if they are like pushed to eat them they are more likely to not eat them when they are grown up however if you are an idol and you eat it with they see eat fun, it. <laughs> and they want to they want always what the adults have or what the little brother has they always want to have food. yes 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 because <laughs> I, I i prioritize vegetables you know so i think my kids actually see that you yes. know Yes, yes, and yes. Um, yeah, I, I do other stuff as well, like for bowel habits, which Asian people do, but here they don't do. In UK, they don't do. I so I actually learn from Asia. And Yes, bring it here. Bring it to us. Yeah. I love it. I, I was in Asia. I love it. I miss the food there. And the, there's some things you do. It's awesome. Connected. Yeah, yeah. Please. Give oh, wow. Well, okay, I need to do that. Okay, at some point, yes. I'm, I'm quite busy. Um, yes, that will be one of my projects then. Uh, let's just just one last one because I know you're quite a busy lady. Yes. So with regards to because you're a neuroscientist, you know, behavior neuroscientist, I wanted to ask you, do you have any tips for people how they can change their habits? So one of I mean the essence is one of the biggest secrets or what they should look for is to do baby steps. Like now the new year starts and everyone wants to achieve this, this and this, and they are overwhelmed. People, your mind, your body is overwhelmed because as I said, your body, your system, your mind doesn't like big changes mm. because it's right fine at the moment, feels okay. And some people, if they feel really, really bad, okay, they can do big changes. But for you and me, we want to improve. We want to change our lives still, make it better. However, we are pretty good already. So Whatever you want, take baby steps, make yourself a goal, make a plan and try to make these little changes to become habits so that you don't have to think about it. That's part of your daily routine that if you, as, if you take your supplementals with a coffee in the morning, you know, or your bowl, whatever you do for your bowl. Yeah. So that it becomes a routine. So I think this is the secret of it. The baby steps and daily, you know, make it a routine and have it and have fun. have fun with it have fun with it yeah. yeah right okay and going back to um obviously you mentioned that uh about the habits would you suggest what would you suggest if let's say i've i've got a patient who's addicted to alcohol mm -hmm. 
what would be your plan in changing the habits or you know the way because you've studied a lot on addiction isn't it how because i've got so many patients who's addicted to alcohol so how how would your you know be your treatment plan hmm. well i have to say that alcohol is a very difficult addiction uh, why it's even more difficult than to be addicted to cocaine or other uh, drugs that have a single receptor you know or nicotine smoking you know when this single receptor is not triggered anymore and you're away from this drug it's easier that the uh, receptors regenerate become normal less and you can stay away yeah you don't have this bad or if you have a little bit exposure you don't have this bad falling back with the alcohol mm. alcohol is a cellular toxin so alcohol affects every cell in your body this is really dangerous on the one hand and on the other hand it's really difficult to stay away from it and we are everywhere exposed to little piece of alcohol even in the vinegar everywhere is some alcohol or many many products have some alcohol in it so alcohol is, is, is difficult and it's a socially accepted drugs mm. so especially in families with alcoholic uh, alcohol addicted people they are the co-addicts they, yeah. they still buy or they protect the people yeah. help so this is uh, one problem. And then the second problem is, especially women, there are many women, they are like level drinkers. Mm. So they have their level, they drink the three, four or five bottles of beer every night to relax or have, 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 or have a bottle of wine or have a bottle of schnapps and they function. They can uh, serve their families and their, their work. So you don't even notice that they are level drinkers. Mm. However, they destroy their bodies long-term and their minds. Mm. Yeah. So alcohol, I, I, I see, I can hear you that it's really difficult to it's difficult. Yeah. And um, so what, what it's the same with obesity, the drug, uh, the nutritional addiction. Mm -hmm. So what people did who were successful in, in uh, losing weight and keeping the lost weight. And I think this is the only chance also for alcohol addicts <laughs> is to, to totally change their life. Like, they have not only to stay away from it, they have to, you know, if they go out with friends to drink a beer and have pizza, they should not meet these friends anymore. Or if they go with them, they should go for a walk. Like, yeah. you know, or if they go to their mom and the mom always gives a shock or a litter or something, they should not go there. Or if they meet their moms, meet it in a, in a mall, meet her in a mall or, or again, go for a walk. <laughs> so you are not... So changing the situation, yeah. Changing the situation and change your life and also make marks that every day you stay free here. Good. Celebrate. Not with alcohol, but celebrate yourself. What we don't do in Germany and maybe in, probably in the UK, it's similar. We don't reward ourselves. If we accomplish something, yeah, that's normal. If we don't, we punish ourselves. Oh, you're so bad. You're so stupid. Oh, that was bad. But we don't celebrate. Mm. So the body learns by positive reinforcement. Mm. So whenever you check one day in your alcohol diary, this is what um, also obese people do. Most obese people who are successful have a, a food diary and they keep track every day of their food intake. Mm. So addictive can say every day that they are clean. Yeah, yeah, check my, yes, I take it. Let's, what, what do I do good for me now? What, mm. what makes me happy? So that, this is what people miss often. And then it's so, so, so difficult when you have a bad situation and you go into a hole to stay away from the alcohol. And then they need to have, should have an emergency plan. What do I do when I have, in, when I'm in a bad situation? And there's some training like neuro programming and you know what other big coaches do. 
So how you get up, go from this state to another state immediately. And mm -hmm. this is where you need help, where, where I can train the people or a professional uh, doctor, maybe training. I don't know if they use it, but you know, this is what you can do. And But this needs exercise. Anything what I do, this is why I do long term. You need to train. You need to, to generate new neuronal synapses. Yes, new pathways. Yeah. New pathways to override your old habits that you don't want because you can't change them. You can just, or it's super difficult to uh, get away, you know, put them, them away, but because they are so strong, the neuronal pathways, just lay new ones above. So mm -hmm. we want to create new neuronal pathways on top. That's what I want to do with the people. Wonderful. Yeah. I think accountability, just like what you say, it's so important, you know? So when you've got the accountability, then they keep these people on track. And this know? is what I do with social messenger, WhatsApp, uh, you know, what, whatever they want, Signal, Telegram. This is every day I'm in contact. They can write me like 724. I respond at least once a day, or if it's an emergency, I can respond earlier if it would be an addict, uh, you know, in, in a special situation. However, this is what I think is important that I'm there. I'm a mentor. I'm a mentor, mm -hmm. not a coach. A mentor is a long-term person that you can follow. Yes. I do everything so for myself. I take the supplements. I do the sports. I do my mindset every day. I have my routines, you know, to yes. be the best example possible for the people. So they see if she can do it, she's a normal person. I can do it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Thank you for, for your time, you know. Dr. Yvonne, uh, whatever you've said today, it's amazing. It's going to really benefit my aud audience a lot. Now, so just before we end, would you, what would you be like a one-liner, like one line or one secret that you want to remind my audience? Like, this is the, whatever you forget, this is what you need to remember. So like one motto or one line that you think, my audience should remember. This is like your key message. <laughs> yeah, this is um, part related to what Sadhguru said for 2023. He said, just celebrate every day. It's a gift. Love yourself. And then you can love everyone in this world. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Yvonne. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for your time. And uh, I really enjoy this. And uh, thank you for your time. All right. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye. Bye.